0: Welcome to 15 Minutes on the Way, Season 8, Into Exile. If you're a first-time listener, you really owe it to yourself to start at the beginning. You can find Episode 1 of Season 1 easily at 15minutesontheway.com. Otherwise, if you're already on the way with us, welcome back. I've missed you, friend. Here is today's story. We hope you enjoyed last week's special edition, and hope that you remember that story every time you hear the bone song for the rest of your life. Let's go back to that one king over all of them promise that breezed by in Ezekiel thirty-seven twenty-two. You didn't think we were going to just skip over that, did you? Yes, we are making the point that Israel, Judah, North, South are back together as a single nation moving forward. But that's not just a casual conceptual tie-in of one nation and one king. Though there's covenant renewal language in there that echoes the days of Moses with they shall be my people and I will be their God, the declaration is that on the other side of this exile the nation that I resurrect from bone to breath, will be led by one king, one impossible king. Ezekiel is again providing major clues as to how the impossible comes to be by connecting the thoughts that my servant David will be king over them, and they will all have one shepherd. That's Ezekiel thirty-seven twenty-four the same concept from before. This time, though, it is paired with my promise that I will put my sanctuary among them forever. My dwelling place will be with them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Ezekiel 37.26. David isn't coming back from the dead. Somehow, a new David Of mythic proportions, whose reign does not end, is enthroned even as I am to dwell among my people forever. And this combination of factors has abroplanic repercussions in the final sequence of the chapter. Then the nations will know that I, Yahweh, make Israel holy when my sanctuary is among them forever. When the New David and I are ruling and present together forever with our people, I am going to be the source of Israel's holiness, and the nations are going to know about it. The Abraplan plan moves on the fact that Ezekiel has leaned on this featured duet of the future David and I multiple times should be piquing your importance meter. We should also note that Ezekiel is as fond of dates as he is of colorful illustrations, Uh, dates on a calendar, not out to dinner, nor in a bowl. While Jeremiah and the writers of Kings and Chronicles include reference dates from time to time, Ezekiel is the dating champion. He's got more dates in his book, 13, Uh, Since you're the only one curious enough to want to know them, just do an Ezekiel dates search. More dates than any other book in Tom. Now, Jeremiah has already let the 70-year-old mongoose loose in terms of how long the exile's going to last. So, when Ezekiel begins his final section with, In the 25th year of our exile, Ezekiel 40, verse 1, You know they're not even halfway through it. By now, a good percentage of the first generation of people who'd come from Judah into exile have passed away. Again, the similarity of this period of exile shadows the time of the wandering exile in the wilderness. As a new generation born in exile needs to hear its own call to walk on the way with us and fulfill its place in the continuance of the Abra plan. Only a handful of this generation being born in Babylon early in the exile will survive to its end. Their primary role is going to be to carry the light and vision of Israel's walk with us and to pass it on to their children. Those children will be the generation freed from exile and sent back to the promised land, but you already knew that. Because of the outcome of Johanan's band in Egypt, the exiles who are currently hunkered down in Babylon will have to be the remnant we work with in the next stage. Thus, Ezekiel's work amongst them and the vision we cast through him are of vital importance. And so, in addition to the resurrecting valley of bones, the other major vision cast before and by Ezekiel that speaks purpose into the interim generations in exile is his detailed vision of a new temple you'll recall that the noble edifice built by Solomon was torn down. Well, we are still dealing with habitatual thinking that does not yet include the feature of omnipresence in its understanding of our location. You in the 21st century have got several more abstract concepts on which to hang your thinking caps right now with ezekiel though if i am promising my people that they will come out of exile and that i will be with them i will be their god and they will be my people they're still going to equate my presence with a temple i'm not apologizing for this after all it's how we have worked with them all these years I am simply underscoring the importance of Ezekiel's precisely detailed vision of a temple. Before one brick is even made, much less set upon another, the existence of such a blueprint with our signature in the bottom right-hand corner is enough to let the people know we are serious about their new beginning after their term of incarceration has been served. We have not abandoned them and still have very specific plans for them, plans reaching far into the future, just as we told them at the beginning of their exile back in Jeremiah 29, where one of your favorite scriptures lies, whether you realize it or not. They will not be alone. I will be with them. WE WILL TOGETHER MOVE THE ABRAPLAN FORWARD TOWARD THE RESCUE OF HUMANITY. SO TAKE A DEEP BREATH NOW AND REMEMBER THIS. YOU ARE NOT ALONE. I WILL BE WITH YOU. WE WILL TOGETHER MOVE THE ABRAPLAN FORWARD TOWARD THE RESCUE OF HUMANITY. YES, YOU. EXILE WILL NOT LAST FOREVER. Release and renewal will come, just as David writes in Psalm 30, Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. Verse 5. Rejoicing came for Israel, rejoicing will come for you. More on that in a little while. First, speaking of the Psalm. There is one of them in particular that is associated with this period of exile for our children, Psalm 137. It laments the destruction of Jerusalem and the exile of our people, beginning with, By the rivers of Babylon we sat and wept when we remembered Zion, Psalm 137.1. You know you're an old-timer if the earworm reggae song has already started playing in your brain, for which we apologize. It will be with you throughout the day. If you have no idea what I am talking about and are the type that has to know everything, search Rivers of Babylon Reggae. In their sadness over such devastating loss... Our children are hardly in the mood when their Babylonian captors ask them for songs, when their tormentors demand songs of joy from them. Feel free to infer from this that our people have a reputation for quality music-making, honed by centuries of singing to us led by top-shelf Levitical musicians. A good number are like David in that they are skilled singers and instrumentalists. However, there is no joy in Babylon for them, and they hang up their harps and lyres in mourning. Psalm 137, 4 and 6 reads, How can we sing the songs of Yahweh while in a foreign land? If I forget you, Jerusalem, may my right hand forget its skill. May my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth if I do not remember you, if I do not consider Jerusalem my highest joy. To their credit, our children would rather lose their ability to play or sing than forget Jerusalem and all it represents. Even so, they sing this song, this psalm, before their captors. It is not unlike the spirituals born in the slavery of your habitat's recent history, as the psalm mourns the current situation while calling for a complete overhaul of circumstances. Both look forward to and call for our intervention to carry our children home, avenge them, or both. Our children gain comfort and strength in crying out to us in the soul language of music that well surpasses the mechanics of mere speech. And we are both honored by and present in their song. And even as the exiles in Babylon are calling blessings down upon the one who avenges them on the next conqueror who will pay Babylon back for what they've done, Persia's power is waxing nearby. Soon the affairs of state will once again just happen to coincide with our purposes for our people, the Abra Plan, the nations, and ultimately, you. Thanks for listening. We hope this episode has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to support us, spread the word. Give us a review on iTunes or Facebook Then share a link to episode one with your friends. We hope our time together today has reminded you that you, friend, are part of an epic story that is still unfolding today. So keep walking on the way and be good to yourself.